1: It results in a sudden change to your life, to your relationships, and to your identity. And today's fast-changing work environment it can downright be scary. Years ago, we could expect to change jobs three to six times in our life. Now, young adults can expect not just to change jobs, but careers three to six times due to the structural changes that are underway. Just imagine the structural changes over the past 20 years in cable, print, media, transportation, And imagine the changes that are going to be attributed to COVID and what we're going to come out of COVID and what those changes mean. Our guest mentor today, Rob Barnett, after a career in broadcasting, is now a top executive search professional. His book, Next Job, Best Job, provides a guide for all facing a career transition. Join me in welcoming Bob, and let's get started, uh, Rob, with what, what are you seeing in the job market today? I mean, you're out there doing the search thing, but what are you seeing? What is your uh, reaction to what's going on? What do you see over the next few years?
2: Well, there is a wonderful, and thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to meet you. We've got a beautiful silver lining to the darkest COVID cloud and some of the greatest years of stress that this planet and its inhabitants have ever known the silver lining in the job market is location 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 the opportunity now to look for jobs outside your current reality of commuting to the city in which you live gives job seekers the kind of flexibility and frankly the increased ability to find work in other locations that may be remote, not just in the short term, but in the long term.
1: Now you're, is that true also? I know you're focused on the C-level, uh, particularly CEOs in your professional search. Is that true for C-level people too?
2: Well, uh, truthfully, my search is not exclusively based on CEOs at all. I mean, I, oh. I, I, place, I place folks, uh, up and down that mythical ladder of, uh, you know, seniority and and juniors and companies. A lot of what I do is is based on on senior roles. But just in the last few weeks, I placed somebody in a very senior role at a major media corporation, who is living three thousand miles away from HQ. And when we finished and negotiated that deal, it was decided that that. Person can stay right where they are and do the job remote with air travel as needed. So th- this is uh, this is something that I'm seeing across the board. Your question: Will they allow that of a CEO? I I doubt it. I don't think I would. <laughs> uh,
1: so when you when these people show up uh, that are in transition, uh, are they in shock and awe, or are they how to what is their mood?
2: Well. I wrote a book about how to find your next best job. I felt in that book that I needed at least three full chapters to open the book on getting over the pain and the difficulties that hit every single one of us when you lose a job. It's it's a reality that can produce a tremendous amount of stress, worry, pain, lack of confidence, and on and on and on. So I think that it's essential for every job seeker to find the tools and frankly, the people that you need to help you get over that initial shock and get you prepared to think more clearly about a rational, logical game plan that's going to get you back into work.
1: Now, your book is uh, not just a result of the work you've been doing with uh, Search, but uh, it uh, also is rooted in your own personal experience. Tell us a little bit about your own journey.
2: Well, I went to college initially in that little unknown college town known as Boston. I went there uh, for journalism and broadcasting. Those were the fields of my prime interest from the time that I was a little baby boy watching way too much television, listening to way too much radio, going to every concert and seeing every film I could. I grew up a media junkie. And so when I went to college, I really wanted to study as much as I could about journalism and about broadcasting. But quickly, and in the first few weeks of my college experience, I fell in love. I fell in love with the campus radio station. And I found it almost impossible to leave that studio for the first couple of years of my college experience. So when I had an opportunity, and frankly, an offer for a full time radio job, I and this was two years into my college experience, I called my mom and my dad, my mom wanted to kill me. She was a school teacher. My dad lived the working life of Don Draper. He was a madman, he was an advertising guy. My dad said, go. And so after about two, two and a half years of college, I dropped out and my first career was in radio, on the air and as a program director of radio stations moving across this great land of ours in the thing called the 1980s. By the time it got late in the 80s, MTV was one of the hottest places on earth. And I made the jump from radio to television. So I worked at both MTV and VH1 for about 12 years, both in the programming and the production of some of the best original content of all time. It was a tremendous education uh, for me to learn about how to create visuals And that led to all kinds of experiences over these last 40 plus years, both in film, in online video, the entire YouTube universe where I started and ran my own independent company for about 10 years. We had an original online video studio and network. So my career has really run the gamut through all forms of media, almost all of it as a senior executive that would be hiring sometimes firing but more often hiring mentoring training raising growing and caring for employees and just about every form of media
1: we're going to come back in a few minutes with our guest mentor rob barnett headhunter podcaster and author of next job best job a hint headhunter's 11 strategies to getting hired now The Mentors is now in its fifth year. Make sure you don't miss future shows. Subscribe at our website, thementorsradio.com. That's thementorsradio.com. This is Tom Laurie, and this is The Mentors Radio Show.
3: Hi, I'm the executive producer of The Mentors Radio Show. Usually I'm behind the scenes, but I want to tell you about something special. If you're an entrepreneur like me, you need steady energy and focus. Here's my secret. The demands of business, not to mention important time with family and friends, make steady energy so important. With more than one million fans, one million fans, I'm not alone in recommending Bulletproof. Go to feelgreat.vip. That's VIP, like very special person. feelgreat.vip to learn more.
4: Better life, better business. Hi, I'm Christoph Naur. I'm a certified business and life coach helping business owners increase productivity, profits, and improve personal life. I'm the founder of balance six money, health, relationship, time management, self-improvement, and higher power. I coach business owners to work smarter, not longer, to have time for better personal life. I hold you accountable for making time available to balance six, to nurture yourself and your relationships, and making more money with less stress. Get off the hamster wheel, and I will show you the secrets to real success. In case you're wondering about my accent, I came from Switzerland more than 30 years ago, but I assure you, my coaching will be in excellent English. Visit our website at balance6.biz. That's balance6.biz.
0: And now, Back to The Mentors, where remarkable CEOs challenge your thinking about life and business.
1: Welcome back. This is Tom Loy, and I am with the former president of programming at CBS Radio and now executive search professional and coach, Rob Barnett. We're talking about how to recover from losing your job and finding your next best job. Remember, you can also listen to the show or any previous show via podcast on iTunes. TuneIn, Spotify, Google, and more on any device, anytime, subscribe at TheMentorsRadio.com. So when you put this book together, let's talk about, as as I recall, there are three, I know that you got 11 strategies, but there really are three overarching uh, strategies for somebody when they find themselves in a transition, as I recall, and uh, one of them is focus. Uh, I'll turn it over to you. you, let you go. Let's talk about some of the strategies, and then we'll get into the, the details on some of the ones that I think are going to be of most importance.
2: Well, there are 11 chapters and 11 strategies in this book, but if I had to just point listeners to one and only one, it's chapter four in chapter four, we call it your North star. My belief in talking with thousands of job seekers just over this last three to four years of radical change in our world and on our job market is that the single greatest help you need in the job search is focus, as you say, Tom, and the single greatest failure that folks have during a job search that lasts too long is this idea that you should put out a Jack of all trades approach, a Swiss army knife approach. Hey, look, I've done a little radio, a little television, a little podcasting. Why doesn't somebody read between the lines of my entire resume and come up with the perfect role for me? That's not how hiring managers think. A hiring manager has a problem that needs to be solved immediately by the person who has the most focused resume that can address that open role. So we coach people in chapter four of our book, to really concentrate on that North Star? What is the job that exists in your heart that you can prove in your mind you've got the skills for? And then lastly, is it a job that produces enough evidence in your past history on that resume and on that LinkedIn that you've done this role repeatedly enough to be the best choice for the hire?
1: And as you and I talked in the uh, prep, one of the most important things as you move into uh, finding your North Star and all of this is making sure you get rid of the emotional baggage. And as, I think the first three chapters are all about get over it. Uh, maybe you could talk uh, to some of the things that you recommend because that's what, we, as you know, I run a ministry for people that have lost their jobs and people can come in totally destroyed. And the first thing you got to do is get them back on track where they can see themselves and their uniqueness. So what do you, uh, and I know you've got a number of uh, things uh, with regards to helping people through that grieving period is what I call it. Uh, What are some of the ones that you uh, talk about, not only in the book, but really when you're talking to somebody, uh, put them on a path to work through the grieving
2: Well, you know, look, there's a process of self-assessment that really needs to happen when you're on the bad end of a bad situation, oftentimes with a bad boss. There's a whole lot of uh, anger that wells up in all of us when you feel like you've been wronged in your last job. It's incredibly important to try to move from the past into the present moment and try to focus your eyes on the future by pulling together friends that can help you do a logical assessment of what went wrong in the past and what you might be able to do to prevent some of those same problems from arising the next time you find yourself in a new situation with a new set of office politics, with a new boss who perhaps may not be the most perfect individual on God's earth. You know, there's a a real um, art to surviving the problems that will implode or explode on any job that you're in. So we do have some chapters there to help people. In chapter two of the book, we dedicated it to the Rolling Stones. It's called Emotional Rescue, and we give people 11 survival tips to concentrate on how to move from the pain of losing a job to the purpose of getting a new one.
1: You're listening to the Mentors Radio Show. This is Tom Laurie. I'm with Rob Barnett, the author of Next Job, Best Job, a best-selling guide for navigating job loss. So in this... uh, uh, these uh, rescue, the emotional rescue, a couple ones, just real quick, uh, the role of meditation. Why don't you talk about that?
2: Well, um, mm. look, <laughs> you're either in it or you're eight and the people who meditate don't need to listen to this next 30 seconds, but the people who've never meditated could take a look at one of the greatest and simplest gifts you can give yourself, for a small number of minutes each day, to simply concentrate on not thinking. Sometimes when you're out of work, the tremendous amount of stress that implodes your mind on a daily basis is just overwhelming. It shuts down all of your superpowers that are needed. So we do have some very, very simple, simple pieces of of advice and help and tips in this book. For people who may have never made, meditated before to understand how unbelievably easy it is to give yourself a gift of 15 or 20 minutes a day.
1: And in our ministry, we also, uh, there's a number of things that you list here that we promote and talk about. And one of them is volunteer. Uh, maybe you could talk a little bit about the volunteer and volunteering.
2: Well, when I lost my last job, I was as crushed as anyone could be. I had a great job. I had a great salary, had the great health care, and all of a sudden it was ripped away in what they referred to as a restructuring, you know, that word. And sorry, it's not you. It's nothing personal, but your job's been eliminated. Not long after that happened, where my mind was completely focused on needing my next job, needing a paycheck and needing that health care, I was offered the opportunity to join an organization called Why Hunger? Why Hunger is spelled W-H-Y and then hunger, why hunger, hunger. hunger whyhunger.org. They've been around for over 40 years, founded by the great singer-songwriter Harry Chapin in the 1970s. But By accepting that opportunity to volunteer, to serve an organization that was dedicated to ending hunger, I found that I could get out of my own four walls and give some of my working talents to an organization that could benefit greatly from it. And instead of cash, what did I get in exchange for that? An incredible renewed sense of energy connection to great people and the ability, as you know, probably best (laughs) to get out of yourself and to get into the idea of helping other folks with a few precious minutes and seconds of your day.
1: And the last thing before we go to break is calendarize.
2: Oh my gosh. Well, I'm holding up my, my iPhone, probably the least famous app in this phone is your calendar. And I think that it's the one that can save you in a job search by making sure that even though you're out of work, even though you're not receiving a paycheck, you are now the CEO of a series of meetings that you must schedule with yourself each day to get that next job. And we give people in the second chapter of our book an example of exactly what a calendar could look like for a person that's out of work.
1: Action, action, action. We'll be back in a few minutes with guest mentor Rob Barnett, headhunter, podcaster, and author of The Next Job, Best Job, Headhunter's 11 Strategies to Getting Hired Now. Remember, you can now listen to our Saturday broadcast live anywhere in the world on iHeartRadio by clicking on San Francisco's KTRB 860 AM, The Answer. This is Tom Lorry, and this is the Mentors Radio.
5: A lifetime ago, young naval aviator Tom McGuire took the oath of allegiance to support and defend the U.S. Constitution against all enemies, foreign and domestic. Now a San Francisco PD homicide inspector, McGuire hadn't thought about the oath in years, but that was all about to change. A famous local newspaper columnist had been murdered. For Maguire, there's an eerie chill of recognition about it, hearkening back to his days as a prisoner of war after being shot down in North Vietnam. A lifetime ago, another young naval pilot took that same oath. Also shot down in battle, he too spent time as a POW, same camp as Maguire. After 30 years, their lives were about to cross once again. But how and why after all these years? Multi-award-winning mystery author Dennis Kohler's The Oath can be found online or for an autographed copy at OathBook.org. That's oathbook.org, OathBook.org,
6: Here at Mentors Radio, we've been working hard to help you succeed in every way possible. That's why we're proud to let you know about our newest find, BetterCreditDeal.com. BetterCreditDeal.com links you to a credit processing company, Cornerstone Payment Systems that truly shares your ethical values and that can give you lower rates immediately. They don't just say it, they prove it to you. Their commitment to ethical behavior is rock solid. For example, unlike most other credit processing companies, something you may not have known before, Cornerstone refuses to process any porn-related business. They're not newbies either. The company we recommend has more than 50 years' experience and provides 24-7 in-house support. See what they can do for you today. Go to BetterCreditDeal.com. That's BetterCreditDeal.com. BetterCreditDeal.com.
7: Are you a small to mid-sized business looking for a tax, accounting, or CFO-level advisor to handle or guide your company's financial decisions? Consider KMLPC. KMLPC excels in creating easy-to-use, customized financial systems for small to mid-sized entrepreneurs and companies, especially nonprofits. KMLPC supports and protects their clients' vital interests, offering a wide range of accounting and bookkeeping services in addition to CFO guidance. They prioritize digital integration, and their exceptional staff will make your life and even taxes so much easier. Their client list is a who's who of nonprofits and entrepreneurs, clients who've stayed with them for years and won't go anywhere else. So if you need financial or tax help for your business or nonprofit, contact KMLPC today at KML-PC.com. That's KML-PC.com, KML-PC.com, and mention The Mentors. And now, back to the
0: mentors, where remarkable CEOs challenge your thinking about life and business.
1: Welcome back. This is Tom laurie and I'm with the former president of programming at CBS Radio, I'm now executive search professional and coach, Rob Barnett. We're talking about how to recover from losing your job and finding your next best job. So now we've talked uh, about uh, getting your feedback on the ground. Uh, let's talk because this is one of the big areas in the book and certainly one of the most important areas is the reflection. I want to talk about two parts reflection and then building your collateral. Who am I? What do I, you know, now I've, I've, I've got this uh, journey I'm going to go on and I've, how do I figure out what my North star is?
2: Got it. Yes. Well um, I, I truly believe that something that may seem daunting and, so far out of reach is really as close as your heart and your head and the most important place that the answer lies is in your heart. You really can look inside and say to yourself that if you lived in a world where no one could say no, if you lived in a world where every magic wand was yours for the waving, if you could sit in the perfect job that you've ever imagined with the greatest salary, the greatest boss, the greatest time off, do you name it, just imagine in your heart, the role that you want the most, that's the beginning of a journey. That's a job that um, you really, really crave, and one that your logical mind may be interested in talking you out of. So I would love it if everyone listening to this program right now could just gift themselves a little bit of time to start listening to your heart. You may come up with an answer or two or three. And then once you've got those answers of what your heart tells you, you really want to be doing, then you travel up to step two. Step two in your mind is, have I had enough evidence in my adult life that I've done some of that work, enough to believe in myself, in myself, that I'm truly meant to have that kind of a role. And then the final third step, Tom, is on the LinkedIn and on the resume. Of course, there needs to be some evidence in your previous work history that you've done that role. If those three things line up, then you've got it. You know who you want to be, you know what you're great at, and you know that there's enough proof to be able to sell that to a potential employer.
1: Now, one of the things that we did talk about uh, in the prep was uh, the work by Jim Lair in terms of the power of story. And I want to just bring this in. And that's where people uh, get on the wrong train track. And they've, you know, we see them in our ministry where they have 30 years at this or 30 years at that. And when they come in after they've lost their job due to restructuring or whatever, they're going, you know, I never really liked what I was doing. And uh, now lore has some templates and things that people can do to get, and it's really coming back to finding your North Star, the idea being that when you die, you can be on your deathbed saying, I lived my life, not somebody else's life. And I think that's exactly what you're getting at uh so this this is uh the mentors radio show this is tom laurie i'm with rob barnett where the he's the author of next job best job a best-selling guide for navigating loss. maybe you could expand a little bit more on this i think this is a very key thing our minds get cluttered we get on the wrong track and we got to get and maybe other people help us get there as well i think you talked about uh people surround yourself with some people that can help you
2: well you certainly count your friends when you lose a job you know one of the most disappointing things that so many of us experience is that if you're in a workplace for a period of years, you have folks that you believe are more than just co-workers, they're friends. However, when you leave that work environment, it sometimes can be very disheartening to realize that some of the folks that you thought were friends really don't stay connected, don't follow up. Some of that's natural. But some of that's also called growing up. And it is very important when you lose a job, not just to count your friends, but to focus on building a new tribe of people that you can start relying on for the feedback, for the connections, and for the introductions that you're going to need in that job search. So we dedicate an entire chapter of this book to the simple strategy called Find Your Tribe.
1: Find your tribe. That's a great, uh, great thing. And there um, let's switch gears now and talk about LinkedIn. I'm going to spend the rest of this segment. and then I want to go into the next segment and I'll turn it over to you completely and just take us through what are the most important elements in LinkedIn. And, and please get into detail. LinkedIn is such a powerful tool. It is the key tool, and uh, I'd like you to really talk through that and all the different elements and some of the things, and we've got uh, plenty of time in the next segment to complete this, but we can get started now.
2: Sure. Well, in our our book, we have a a chapter called Simply Marketing Yourself, and we go through all of the specific steps that you're going to need on a brand-new resume and on a brand-new LinkedIn The most important thing on LinkedIn is that job title, what we call the North Star, and it exists right under your photo and right under your name. After looking at thousands and thousands of LinkedIn profiles over the last few years, I came to notice that many people were putting way too many words under their photo and under their name way too many options about all the different elements that they might fulfill in a company. And we simply call it the butcher-baker-candlestick-maker problem. People think in a job search that if they show, let's say in this case, three different versions of who they might be, they feel that they may have increased their odds threefold. Now, three different kinds of businesses might give me a shot at either cutting meat, baking bread, or selling candlesticks. And in reality, what's actually happened when you take that approach is you've diluted your message. The bake shop is not going to hire you because you look like somebody who's done a little bit of baking, but you've got your fingers in too many pies. So we really want people to concentrate LinkedIn as to the job that's underneath your the job title that rests underneath your photo and underneath your name. That is the most important part of LinkedIn. The second most important part LinkedIn calls the about section, or if you're listening to us in Canada about and the A B O U T is a place where you can present the bio of your life's work story. It's a very important piece of real estate.
6: What well, I say, say, we're
1: gonna have to we're gonna have to come back to that in the next segment. Uh, let's hold that right there. We'll be back in a few minutes with our guest mentor, Rob Barnett, headhunter podcaster and author of "Next Job, Best Job," "A Headhunter's Eleven Strategies to Getting Hired Now." This is Tom Laurie, and this is
8: the Mentors Radio Show. It's a bully, but we aren't afraid of a fight. It's elusive, but our focus never fades. It's deadly but we were born to defeat cancer. You may not have heard of us, but our work has helped millions impacted by cancer. We are the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. We are leaders in advancing breakthroughs in immunotherapy, genomics, and personalized medicine. This research saves lives. After 65 years of fighting blood cancers, we've arrived at a game-changing belief the cures for cancer are in our blood. The drugs and treatments we've developed for blood cancers have helped people affected by many different types of cancers. We are the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. Beating cancer is in our blood. Learn more at LLS.org. It's Karen, executive producer
3: of The Mentors Radio, and we're thrilled to have MyPillow back as a sponsor. All of us here are huge fans of Mike Lindell's products. When I got fed up with the chemical smell of other pillows, I figured my pillow's made in the U.S. I'll give them a try. That was years ago. Now I own six pillows. I use their cotton towels, their 100% Giza cotton bed sheets, and I give them away as Christmas gifts. Every product has exceptional quality and attention to detail. Towels are thick, absorbent. Sheets are soft, smooth, high thread count. Our radio host, Tom, and everyone we know who's tried these products has the same experience. Use our code, MENTORS, to get a 60-day money-back guarantee and up to 60% discount. Go to MyPillow.com forward slash mentors. You must include the code MENTORS. That's MyPillow.com forward slash mentors or click the banner on our website.
0: And now... Back to the Mentors, where remarkable CEOs challenge your thinking about life and business.
1: Welcome back. This is Tom Loy, and I'm with the former president of programming at CBS Radio and now executive search professional and coach Rob Barnett. And we're talking about how to recover from losing your job and finding your next best job. So in the last segment, we're talking about the about section of LinkedIn. So if you could continue with that discussion, this is a very important part of that profile
2: yes so in the last segment we talked about the about section on linkedin as the place where you really need to focus on exactly how to write your bio we actually recommend on linkedin that you use the first person voice imagine that you're not writing like a robotic boring typical resume imagine that you're talking to the actual next boss on your next best job. That's the way your bio needs to sound. And we've given a whole bunch of specifics on exactly how to do that in the book. The next section on LinkedIn is, of course, the experience section, where you're going to go back from present to past in your entire work history. I recommend that the experience section of each job have two sections per job. The first should be just a few short sentences describing the actual responsibilities and the function of that role that you filled. Then underneath that opening paragraph, I'd love for you to put a small number of bullet points that call out the specific achievements that you accomplished on that job with as much detail and as much name dropping as possible. Don't tell me that, you know, I've worked on a variety of projects with multiple different Fortune 500 companies. That's way too generic. There's nothing interesting in there. There's no nutritious food value in being general. I want you to be specific. I want you to say that I worked with company X creating a program that produced results Y and Z. Be specific, be tight. And if you've worked at a company, say for seven, eight years, just give me about half of those years and bullet points. Let me see three or four of the most specific achievements you can claim real credit for in that job. So if you can concentrate on LinkedIn on having the right North star claiming your best next job title at top, having the most compelling bio in the about section and having a series of credible specific bullet points in experience, then those are the three places you need to concentrate the most.
1: So how do you feel about context? And an example I'll use is that you'll see a LinkedIn profile and somebody say that I grew sales by 40% or 50%. And as, a, as somebody in, uh, on, the, on the hiring side, I, I want to know, well, what did the rest of the industry do? Uh, if you grew sales 40% and the industry is growing at 200%, I really don't care. So what do you think about context as well?
2: It's a great point. I don't think that a resume and a LinkedIn should list a whole bunch of numbers and stats. For the sake of listing numbers and stats, I would agree with you that the more clarity you can put behind those numbers, the better you are. I'll tell you something that took me 61 years to learn on this earth. I spent way too many minutes in all of my previous job interviews having to explain the past, minutes that could have and should have been spent during that job interview talking about the present day problems of the company that I'm interviewing for. So it's your job on the resume and LinkedIn to make that history as clear and understandable as it can possibly be so that you don't waste time in your interview being tripped up by all these questions and say, wait a minute, I don't understand that 40% sales increase. Explain it to me. Now you're going to waste six minutes talking about something from 10 years ago, as opposed to how you'll solve the problems of the company now.
1: And uh, are they listening to the Mentors Radio Show? This is Tom Lorian with Rob Barnett, author of Next Job, Best Job, Best Selling Guide for Navigating Jobless. That's a great input. Uh, uh, The other thing is, is that I want to re- you said it earlier. There's a position because there's a problem. And the goal is to make sure you pop up as somebody that's a problem solver for whatever that I, and what you're talking about also is the need to do your homework about the company. You can't just go in there uh, uh, and assume uh, that you, and I imagine you, you, I know you do, you talk a lot about doing your homework.
2: It's essential. I mean uh, you know, I, I just don't understand why people aren't spending A tremendous amount of time before every job interview studying like it's going to be, you know, the most important test of your entire life. The more specifics that you bring to every job interview, the more proof that you can deliver that you've done that homework, the more incisive the questions that you ask. These are the ways to really get a hiring manager interested. If you just go on and on and on, as I used to do, about my greatest hits from the past, you're wasting all this time talking about the thing that the hiring manager cares about a hell of a lot more than your glorious past. They care about the problems of their company. So the only way you can become the candidate that is ready to fulfill those solutions is to prove that you have real insight into the work that's going on at the business that you want to join.
1: And let's take somebody that's a more senior executive. How many years should they go back with their experience profiles?
2: Oh, that's a great question. We're asked this all the time. You know, we haven't talked about the devil called ageism in this society, but There is a belief that many professional resume writers and LinkedIn doers have. There's a general belief that a LinkedIn or a resume shouldn't go back more than about a dozen years. I write resumes and LinkedIn's for my clients all the time. I don't agree with that. That's too simple an answer. It's a very generic answer to say, oh, if you're an old person, just only show them the last 10 or 12 years. I don't believe that that's true. I think that you go back as far as you need to go back to show jobs that remain relevant to the position that you're seeking now. If it turns out that some of your earlier jobs after college were in a field that you're no longer interested in, then that is a great opportunity to just delete so much of that ancient history from your work experience. And here's a trick, if you're listening closely to us right now, here's a trick, you're probably thinking, well, wait a minute, aren't they going to see this huge gap after I left college? And they're going to ask me about all these early roles? Guess what? Go ahead and take the years off from when you went to college. It's nobody's business. Just put your college experience on the resume and jump right into the history of your work. Wherever you feel like starting that journey, the journey that's most relevant to where you want to be.
1: All right. We're going to come back for our last segment. And what I want to talk about in the next segment now is networking. Uh, We've got the collateral. We've gone through the grieving process. We know our North Star. And networking, which is, as I've learned over the years, is one of the tough areas for people to tackle. We'll be back in a few minutes with our guest mentor, Rob Barnett, headhunter, podcaster, and author of Next Job, Best Job, a headhunter's 11 strategies to getting hired now. You will find all of our past shows, show notes, and links to it at our website, thementorsradio.com. That's thementorsradio.com. This is Tom Laurie, and this is the Mentors Radio Show.
4: Better life, better business. Hi, I'm Christoph Naur. I'm a certified business and life coach helping business owners increase productivity, profits, and improve personal life. I'm the founder of balance six money, health, relationship, time management, self-improvement, and higher power. I coach business owners to work smarter, not longer, to have time for better personal life. I hold you accountable for making time available to balance six to nurture yourself and your relationships and making more money with less stress. Get off the hamster wheel and I will show you the secrets to real success. In case you're wondering about my accent, I came from Switzerland more than 30 years ago, but I assure you my coaching will be in excellent English. Visit our website at balance6.biz. That's balance6.biz.
5: oathbook.org.
3: It's Karen, executive producer of The Mentors Radio, and we're thrilled to have My Pillow back as a sponsor. All of us here are huge fans of Mike Lindell's products. When I got fed up with the chemical smell of other pillows, I figured my pillow's made in the U.S. I'll give them a try. That was years ago. Now I own six pillows. I use their cotton towels, their 100% Giza cotton bed sheets, and I give them away as Christmas gifts. Every product has exceptional quality and attention to detail. Towels are thick, absorbent. Sheets are soft, smooth, high thread count. Our radio host, Tom, and everyone we know who's tried these products has the same experience. Use our code MENTORS to get a 60-day money-back guarantee and up to 60% discount. Go to MyPillow.com forward slash MENTORS. You must include the code MENTORS. That's MyPillow.com forward slash MENTORS or click the banner on our website.
0: And now... Back to the Mentors, where remarkable CEOs challenge your thinking about life and business.
1: Welcome back. This is Tom Loy, and I'm with the former president of programming at CBS Radio and now executive search professional and coach, Rob Barnett. And we're talking about how to recover from losing your job and finding your next best job. So now that we've got all this behind us and the work that we're doing, let's talk about networking, finding that job and meeting people. And how do you get in the door? All those things.
2: Well, I do believe that many people waste precious hours and days and months in a job search, randomly searching every job site there is, seeing a role in Kentucky or Alaska and saying, hey, honey, what do you think? Does that job look like a place for us? I'd like to turn that old rule right upside down and say that a modern day job search should have absolutely no random job searching whatsoever, you need to make a target list of the companies where you believe you want to be the most, and then you need to do the research that LinkedIn can help you do so easily to find as many current or even recent and past employees in the businesses where you want to be because it's the connection to real people at a company that will get you hired. Forget the idea of uploading cold resumes, forget the idea of sending cold emails. You need to warm all that up by making sure that you're using every investigative bone in your body and every contact you've ever had to build up your list of linkedin connections to a point where you can have an actual communication one-on-one with people who are working inside that company you've got to do that to give yourself the best shot at getting hired
1: any uh, i mean I, I think and we've mentioned this uh, Uh, Brian Grazer, where he wrote the book, Curious Mind, what he did to try and meet people is he went out every week and took somebody to lunch. Uh, And he's an introvert initially. I don't know if he is now, but that, I mean, the whole thing I found with a lot of people is they're introverts and they're just afraid to go out. They've never, many people have never had to go out and sell. They may be an inside uh, professional or something like that. Uh, Any suggestions on what these people do and get out of themselves? It's back to what we talked about in the beginning.
2: Well, in the age of COVID, if you can do it safely and if you can do it vaccinated, then yes, you do want to meet as many people face-to-face as you possibly can. However, we've also learned the power of social media. And we have an entire chapter in this book called Social Voodoo, giving you the tips, not for bad voodoo, for good voodoo, giving you the tips on how you can build not just your numbers, not just your followers, but real relationships with people one on one by using social media in a very targeted way to start lighting up those connections that are going to lead you to the right job opportunities.
1: That's uh, great advice. And just briefly, as we're wrapping up here, I have one question I like to ask all of my guest mentors. Uh, and you've met a lot of people across uh, your career over your, in your journey. What is the one thing that you've noticed about people that have really uh, found joy in life and found peace and are, feel that they're on the right path? I think I know the answer, but I'll let you, I always like to ask that question.
2: Well, <laughs> you know, we're, 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 we met each other, you and I, Because we're in this crazy realm of media and information and technology and broadcasting. We're strange birds, Tom. You know, know, there's a a real tough road to go if you've decided that your career is in the media business. Because the media business is very, very fast-paced. There's change coming left and right every minute of every day. The people who inspire me most, the mentors that I've met who I think have the most to teach me are the ones that have found a sense of calm, a sense of purpose, a sense of ease, and a sense of knowingness that they're on the right path. My job now for the rest of my life is to help as many people do whatever it takes to make sure that they can get on the right path and do the work that's most meaningful.
1: Thank you very much for joining us, Rob. Really appreciate it. We've been with Rob Barnett, headhunter, podcaster, and author of Next Job, Best Job, a headhunter's 11 strategies to getting hired now. If you missed any of the show, go to our website, thementorsradio.com, and when you're there, make sure you subscribe to future show. Again, it's thementorsradio.com. We'll be posting a link to Rob's best-selling book on our website. Join us next week at the same time for the next edition of The Mentors Radio. Until then, this is Tom Lurie signing off for today. Remember to be all that you can be and keep the candle lit for all who struggle in the dark.
0: It's been The Mentors, where remarkable CEOs challenge your thinking about life and business. To get more information about the program or a sponsor, to download a podcast of today's show, or to leave a question for our host, go to TheMentorsRadio.com. That's www.thementorsradio.com. The preceding program, copyright CBJ, LLC. All rights reserved.